Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Chip. Hi. Oh, my God. It's wow, our... that was loud. It's actually... Today is March 1st that this podcast is oh, coming sh- out, but we're wrapping up February. <laughs> It was yeah. so weird. I was saying this to someone the other day. It's like, so February, this is a leap year. Everyone's freaking out about that, right? Like, it's like a big deal. And um, that means that we have 29 days in February instead of 28. But then how come like January has 31? Who made this calendar is what I want to know. Do you know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's wild. Well, you know, because the the year is 365 and a quarter days long. That's why there's a leap year. Oh, well, that does that so was every, too much so, math so, for me. I know. <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, the fact that someone figured that shit out blows my mind. But also, did they figure it out or did they make it up? Do you know what I mean? It's like daylight savings. Like, do we have to have that? Or is that just some sort of weird well, construct I mean, we put on ourselves? January, like, I guess the way that the year is, is January is usually like January. So it's like we did. Mm-hmm. There is a loop. And mm-hmm. it is based around um, revolutions around the sun. Okay. The Earth going around the sun. So, or yeah, or the sun going around. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But... I was about to say, like, I love that you're acting like an expert on this right now. <laughs> you know what's funny about the leap year? I've got a coworker who's getting married on that day. And he's like, that way we only have to celebrate every four years. But that would get more confusing because you will you will inevitably forget, forget yeah. the years that you're supposed to remember. So he's kind of <laughs> fucking himself, if you ask yeah, me. That is true. That um, is, he's, he's really organized. So I, don't, I, I have faith in him. Okay, well, well wishes. <laughs> we have been talking about dating and love and relationships and sex because it's obviously February or it was February, which is considered the month of love. Another thing we've made up. I don't but really yeah, know. That's, blame Hallmark for that one. <laughs> but cards. we've covered a lot of bases and you and I on the edge really focused on the sex piece of things. Um, so we were going to kind of dive into that, but I do remember you saying you had a couple updates for us about exploring, which mm-hmm. for the listeners, if you're not a regular listener of the edge part of this podcast, every year, Chip and I pick a word as the, like the theme of our year. And 
my word this year is discipline and Chip's word this year is explore. And so we kind of come back in to those words every now and again. We check back in and, you know, make notes of the things we are doing. And once you really set an intention of a word, it's interesting because your life really does start to mimic those kind of things. Or you start to notice, okay, here's a moment where I can choose to lean into my word. Like for me, it could be like, I could choose to be lazy right now, or I could choose to lean into my word of 2024, which is discipline. And so step up and do the thing that I don't feel like doing, but I'm being disciplined. So I'm going to do it. And your word is explore. And so you were just telling me about what you did with your sister for her 50th. And I'm like, what? Well, before I tell that story, like, it's also funny, too, because I don't know if you have a similar experience. I mean, you're, you're deeper in the knowledge of um, horoscopes, but uh-huh. I, I've often like it's when astrology, I read a horoscope, really people well, say ast- astrology, <laughs> but like specifically for horoscopes, like when I read a horoscope, like sometimes they're so like so on the nose that I can't believe it. But sometimes they're like so broad that like if you think about it hard enough, you're like, oh, yeah, that applies. So like sometimes when we're doing these wrap ups, like I sometimes catch myself being like, well, what fits into explore? Mm. But I can't necessarily put a finger on it sometimes Mm -hmm. if it was something I was intentionally doing as exploring or it's like my subconscious being like, okay, here's what what you asked for. This is what you're going to do. Um, but okay. So t- to tell the story, so my sister turned 50 in February, um, on the eighth and she had a party, um, on the 17th, her husband also turned 50, like four days before her, but she's, it's her birthday month. Yeah. And, um, uh, but her neighbors threw this great party. And so I flew home to Virginia for it. And I told her, I was like, Hey, it's your, it's your 50th. I want to get you something really special. Like, let me know if there's something like really nice you want you've wanted or needed that you felt like you couldn't afford. I'm willing to spend money. And she asked for four Kitmore tickets. And I was like, Jenny, I we work with Kitmore. I can probably get those for yeah. free. Like, let's dream bigger. It's your 50. <laughs> and I mean, all love to Kip. Like, not, I, yeah, I, not I'm, a knock I, on I our boy Kip. Mo- yeah, I will spend money. And right. um, so, and his team also, you should tell him that that was her I know, request. Because I know, I that's will. A, like flattering thing for a right. big, a big birthday celebration, big and birthday, that's what yeah. she wants to do. Go and ahead. his team is graciously like taking care of those. So yes, check. of course. Um, and then I was like, you know, she was like, well, what about you know? I was like, do you and Brian want to go somewhere? That's her husband, and she's like, Jamaica. And I said, tell me when. And he came back and said, I'd rather go to Nashville, you know, later in the year. And I was, my response was. I didn't ask what Brian wanted, <laughs> you know, like all respect to Brian. Snap. Like it was for my sister. So, yeah, right. You know, it made me, it reminded me of this time we went, I took, I won this cruise through work. Like it was like for spending ad, a certain amount of ad dollars. I didn't even know like was an option. And I took my sister on a cruise. It's so weird. Um, I took my sister on a European cruise and it was like literally one of the, we still talk about it like all the time. And it was like one of the best times of my life. So I was like, I'm going to take my sister. It's going to, the two of us are going to go somewhere. We're going to go on an adventure and explore. Okay. And so I texted her and I said, what, what's the status of your passport? And she's like, it expires February of next year. And I was like, okay, we're good. And I was like, I need, I need a week. Tell me if this week works for you. And so she, she approved a week and I have decided I'm taking my sister to Paris for the first time. Amazing. We're going to be there for three days. And then we're going to train down to the South of France to visit this guy named Sebastian, who was the exchange student live with my family. You've talked about school. Sebastian yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. So, so he's know. like our French brother. So, yeah. um, yeah. And so I flew in and I've like, I got her like a 
I got her a ba- uh, L.L. Bean bag with her name monogrammed on it. And in it, I made a fake airline ticket. And I bought a book of French phrases and made a card and oh said, this is what I'm doing. God. And like, she started shaking and crying. It was pretty amazing. That is like the yeah. nicest brother gift I think I've ever heard of. Yeah. And, you know, it's I I've, I've also told you this. I like splurged and booked first class on the way there because I want to be able to sleep because it's an overnight flight. And we have to hit the ground running because we only get three days in Paris. Right. And um, and she's like her friends were like, what? And it, like I wouldn't have done it if it weren't such a good deal. But it was like a it was surprisingly cheap, which is also weird because we're going to be there the week before the Olympics start. So you would have thought that the price. Well, maybe would be everyone's really going high. Yeah, but maybe everyone's waiting for the next week. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. So so um, interesting. That's yeah. exploring. That's a mm-hmm. big time explore moment. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Like literally, brother of the year award goes to Chip Tour. Well, and it's a little selfish because I wanted to go, and yeah. half of the money I'm spending is for me. Of course. And, um, have you been to Paris before? I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And man, I've been. I'm I've been to, to his go. place in the south of France too. So, but it is. It's like. The, my explore for this is about like I'm I'm what excites me the most about it is it's so much better than buying her a Prada purse mm. because it is it's an experience that we will talk about for the rest of our lives. I so, 100 that is the thing when I get in relationships and you know whoever I'm dating at the time is like well a gift giver or whatever I'm always like let's go let's go somewhere go let's somewhere. make a trip let's have an experience versus the things because you get to a certain age where it's like you mostly buy the things you want you know right. or you save up and get them or whatever it is so the experience to have with someone is so much more valuable i agree because well, you i mean you can connect on a deeper level especially when you're right. dating but my sister and i don't get to spend she's a mother of two she's yeah. all over we live in different states i'm gonna get seven days of time with her also, when she is going to have to rely on me because I, I don't speak French well, but like I can get by there. Mm. She doesn't speak a word of it. <laughs> you know, Give us, what is it? You know, oh, the national anthem. Yeah, I can you do know that. Anthem. So, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's like it's I mean, it's it's going to be amazing. Like I get I feel like the greatest brother in the world. And I'm, that's not me patting myself on the back. It's just like. To it's see the joy on her giving. face. Yeah. yeah. Like giving giving can be really fun. So totally. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's amazing. Some of my explore for the month. I love this for you. We're going You're... in July. In July. July what? July seventeenth through twenty fourth. I was about to say you better not miss my birthday, bitch. Oh shit! Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm kidding. I would let you off the hook. <laughs> I'll have to take you to Paris next year. Uh, <laughs> Well, we were also talking before the podcast because it's actually like kind of ironic that we're the ones sitting here talking about love because both of us are actually now single again. Yeah. Yeah. The months of know, love did not work out for me this year. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about dating as you get older. And tell me if this resonates for you. But like, I don't look at my last relationship. I mean, it ended, yes. But I don't look at it as a waste of time or a failure or anything like that. In fact, I had so many positive experiences within that relationship. And ultimately, the timing just wasn't right. And so it just didn't end up working. But I feel like the experience itself was so different for me than any other relationship I've ever Mm -hmm. had because of how I showed up. And that was such a gift to me to see my own progress and then also what a relationship could actually be when I'm showing up as my full, authentic, right. 
yourself, you know? And so like, it doesn't feel like a failure. It just feels like, thank you for that experience universe more, please. Like gratitude. I have so much gratitude for my relationship. Yeah. And so because we're saying they ended, I feel like a lot of people be like, oh my God, are you okay? And whatever. And I feel like you and I both have the same energy about it, which is that of course there's sadness and there's grief that comes with like the transition of someone shifting in your life. But also I think both of us left on good terms. And so hopefully, you know, like you can remain friends to some degree. And then it's also just like, but it wasn't for nothing, you know, not it for wasn't, nothing. Yeah, no. And I feel like personally, I grew a lot. And um, so I can take, you know, people say ba- don't bring baggage, but like some baggage has good shit in it. You know, like yeah. I get to bring the good shit into my next relationship. And, you know, for the first time, I can I can look myself in the mirror and know that I like I had my own back in the relationship mm-hmm. and that feels really good like I stood up for myself I um I put myself first and you know as someone I am a people pleaser I'm a non-confrontational person I know that about myself so I often will like hurt myself Mm. To not hurt somebody else, yeah, and then I ultimately hurt the other person a lot more because I'm I've I'm a pussy, mm. and in this instance, um, you know, I only took how much I was willing to take, and um, and you know, I will forever be grateful for the, all the good things and for him coming into my life and all of the things, but I also felt like I got to I'm know myself come. better and. Yeah. I, you know, it was what it was. And um, I'm happy about it. Like, I'm, I'm not happy about the breakup. I'm happy about the reli- having had the, the way that you feel. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. looking back, I think we had the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, sending everyone off with love and light. Yeah. <laughs> Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll keep talking about love and relationships and sex and dating and all the things because it's just a constant evolution. And to me, the other big piece of the big difference of how it looks in my life now as from where it did in the past was like breakups used to be so fucking crippling to me because the relationship was my whole universe, you know, and like there's been a shift since I feel like it's since I entered my 40s, but it's also just lined up that way based on the work that I've done on myself. And then I happen to turn 40 and whatever. But like the relationship was a piece of my life. It was a piece of the pie, but it wasn't everything. And so it does make walking away a little bit easier because you're not just like, oh my God, I've completely lost my life or whatever. Um, I actually did a solo episode just about breakups and like some of the things that I've learned about filling that space that you have. Like, you know, that empty space that you have after a breakup because mm-hmm. you used to be doing something with your partner or you used to be talking to them on the phone or texting all day or whatever and just like how to get back to yourself and I've noticed that this time around like that has been such an easier experience for me me too but also because I didn't leave myself as much or I just didn't leave myself within the relationship so I didn't have to go find myself again right, after right. it was like oh no there I am and like how do I get even more back into like a deeper knowing of me and learning more about the things I love to do and what I want. And that relationship taught me that. So it was so well worth it to me. It's funny. Cause I mean, I guess the timing of mine was, was, um, advantageous for me because I had started working out again. Mm. So suddenly I had more time to focus on myself and it's just like this past weekend, I got a new bike. I went riding. Like I was like, I hadn't been able to use it because I didn't have a bike lock. I was like, I'm going to ride to the bike store. I'm going to buy a lock. And on the way home, <laughs> I'm going to stop at the gym. I was like so sporty this weekend. And it's, I'm going sporty. to I'm going to bed earlier. Like yeah. I'm, I'm taking that time and I'm investing it back into myself mm. rather than like being like self-loathing and sitting around and just being sad. Yeah. Um, and I think that has helped with the transition too, because it's, I'm giving myself good energy. I love that. 
So anyway, if you're listening and you're single or going through a breakup, like we're right there with you, that doesn't mean you can't talk about love or dating or sex or relationships. (laughs) It's going to be a part of your life at some point. In fact, we, (laughs) you sent me this article earlier today and we were like, we have to mention this because it's so funny and random, but your sex life could actually get in the way of the apartment you're leasing in certain cities. Tell the listeners London. about that article you sent me. So I I got served this. It was a, something on Instagram, but the article is from Vice. And there's, I guess there's landlords in, in London right now that prohibit things like music after 11. Mm. Pretty common. Yeah. House parties, pretty common. But now they're prohibiting loud sex. And they check in. They'll like ask your neighbors if anyone's hearing you have loud sex. Stop. I didn't see that part. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, how do they regulate it? And they they charge their victim. They'll like, they'll charge their victims. Sorry. They'll charge (laughs) their tenants. I mean, honestly, they are sort of victims of privacy invasion, Um, but they'll charge the tenants for having people over for like having loud sex. That is such a buzzkill in your own place. To not be able to just like let loose, you know, yeah, like you, so he, you know how you are in a hotel. You're like a little bit concerned. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, everyone on the floor is in this experience with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> which could be good per- or bad, I guess. Right. The, the person that got interviewed, her name's Lucy. She's 23, and she said she found it funny at first. And this is her quote: "I thought, how are they going to police that? But the landlord does said. inspections himself, and he actually mentions it when he visits." She tells Vice, we're all girls. And he starts lecturing us about the youth of today being hypersexual and telling us to save ourselves for marriage. So it goes beyond just like being a a disturbance. Like it's a moral thing for him. But that is, I I mean, I guess it's his building. He can do what he wants, but I wouldn't want to live there where someone's imposing their views on me. Like it's one thing to worry about noise, but to come and lecture me about my sex life and what I need to be doing or not doing is crossing a line. Like you can't tell people how to live their life because right. they're renting an apartment from you. <laughs> right. I mean, that I guess if you're crazy. very upfront about it and it's not buried in the lease agreement, like if you're like, this is a no sex zone, are yeah. you sure you want to rent it? Like then the person can have the choice. But like if it's just a a little thing, first of all, who who reads a lease? You know what no, I know, mean? like, right? Exactly. Don't read a lease until like you're like in an this, argument with your landlord. You know, I feel like this guy like has signs up though. You know what Probably. I mean? Like he's that guy that's like no loud music, no sex. Well, I, I think there was like a no fucking sign on the thing that I saw. Oh yeah. God, <laughs> this all reminds me of this episode of Sex in the City, which I feel like I quote a lot, but, I mean, but it just comes in my brain because it's like I've seen every episode eight hundred times, and I feel like they're all my friends and we've lived life together. So there's an episode though where Samantha has loud neighbors or she moves to a new place and her neighbors end up being these two people who just have like insane sex all the time. And it's really loud. And at first she's really upset about it. And then she just switches the narrative and starts like masturbating with them. Like it's Uh like, so they're like (laughs) screaming between the walls, you know, to each other. And eventually she goes over there and knocks on the door and, they open the door and they're like this elderly couple that she's not at all attracted to. So she leaves, <laughs> but she's been having like verbal or vocal or group sex, sound group sex. Yes. Before that. So, wow. I mean, it is what you make it. I guess the point would be <laughs> there. Wow. Yeah. 
that's a fun little tidbit. So anyway, if you guys are single in a couple looking to rent an apartment in London, make sure you read the fine print. <laughs> or keep it down. Yeah, exactly. But I, I say read the fine print. I think read the fine print's a good one. We did have a couple listener um, voicemails that I thought were pertinent. Is that the right word? Yeah. Does that work right? there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had Thank a long you. day, guys. I don't know. Sometimes you know how I make up words or I say the wrong ones. <laughs> and it just so happens hard. there's a microphone in front of my face. <laughs> and so... <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Okay, but anyway, I felt like these were in line with the love and dating topics. And one is from my friend Stacy. So I want to hear your feedback, Chip, on what you think about this. Okay. Hey, Kelly, it's Stacy. I really like this question or this, whatever this is, but you're freaking cool. Anyways, I was just thinking. I made an Instagram reel. It's kind of like all the weird things about me. And the cute things, and it's kind of sexy too. And I just want to post it as like my dating profile on Instagram and just see where the universe takes it. And then I kind of feel weird about it. So I was just wondering is that weird? Is that a cool thing? Should we start this? Should I just lay low? Should I just get back on the dating apps, which make me want to throw up in my mouth? I don't know. So if you have an expert, expert <laughs> a little nervous there See? that'd be cool if you could ask them but i would also appreciate your advice too because i feel like you are an expert anyways Aww. love you girl the funniest part was that stacy texted me and said uh wait when do you respond or when are you going to respond to that like she thought that i just like you called Call me and I just called her back. <laughs> I was uh, like, bitch, all, I put this on the podcast. How cute is she? She's adorable. She's and adorable. she has the cutest accent ever. But so basically what she's saying is she's hated dating apps. Like, it's just, you know how they are. They can, yeah. I think we all have that moment with them. Or we kind of ebb and flow back and forth to liking them or not liking them. But she was like, I so I just kind of put a reel together and it's got this cute stuff about me. Some of it's sexy. It's sort of the things that you would say about yourself on an app. But she's like, is it weird if I just post that on Instagram? I fucking love the idea. Okay. I, I, this is this is why I think she should. And, and I understand her hesitation because it's a really vulnerable thing it's to do. It's so and vulnerable. You're, you're putting it out there for your friends and family to see. Like, it's one thing if your friend is also on a dating app and they stumble right. across your thing. But like, generally, if it's the same, if it's your girlfriends aren't going to find you on Bumble because they're looking for a good dude. So it's of like course. your close friends aren't going to see those things. So it's really vulnerable to put this on Instagram right. and know that like your friends might share it with their friends and be like, oh my God, what is or she whatever. Doing? Yeah. But, you know, I think, I don't know how old Stacy is, but she's our, our mind. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of younger people that they're not using dating apps. They are oh, sliding really? into DMs on Instagram True. and Snapchat. And that's how they're meeting people. And, I think that this, if she did some, if she, if she has the courage to put this up, it is going to find people that feel the same way about dating apps as her. And it's going to draw them to her Instagram, which is a real, uh, it's a more real slice of her life. Like obviously all of our Instagrams are, we're putting our best foot forward, but sure, yeah. they're going to, they're going to see something that's a little bit more 3d than what you mm. are forced to do on a dating app. That's a great and, point. um, and you're going to, it's going to reach people who aren't on dating apps. I think it's a brilliant idea and I think it could really work for her and it could start a trend. 
I've never actually, seen anyone do that. Me either. And then yeah. I, she said it and I thought to myself, we are kind of wasting this space of social media where there's so much more connectedness and like even on the explore page, things get reposted. You know, it's just like the chance of seeing of someone seeing it seems bigger. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of and people are and so ballsier. Like if totally she were ballsier, my type, yeah. I would be like, this bitch is brave. I'm going to yeah. reach out. You know what well, I mean? Because it's, it's just like, like a, she looks like a badass to me. She's yeah. like, here I am world. And yeah. is there anyone out there who feels like they're a good match for me? Obviously there's a lot of people who won't be, but it's almost even better to me than the apps in the way of like, it's just the mass audience, like the chances of it reaching someone right. else. And it also does put it in the hands of the universe. And, you know, she might have a friend from high school that doesn't know she's single. Right. That knows how fucking cool she is. And that friend might have a friend who is single that she can be like, oh, my God, my friend is single. Right. You should reach out. Right. Like, I just think there's so many possibilities. All that said, I haven't seen the reel. So, like, she might yeah, be Stacey, like, Yeah, Stacey, send really me the reel. Yeah, let's see the reel. <laughs> Let us um, approve it. <laughs> yeah, like, we can re-edit it if we think it needs some help. But yeah. I think it's a great idea. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned it feels so good it does and like always we'll be here every week covering the wide world of tv movies comics and geek culture that's right we'll be talking about batman heroes of that stature and of course we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories we'll hear from tv writers from actors comics creators pop culture critics and more nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent. 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The other thing I was just thinking is, so I'm on Raya, you know, which is like a weird app for dating that you have to like sign up for and get accepted to. And you, one of the things that I have always appreciated about Raya, well, one of the things I hate about Raya is everyone on there is kind of like, you should know who I am. So they don't write a lot about who they are, which is annoying. I'm like, let's all get over ourselves and just describe ourselves a little bit. Uh But it does link to your Instagram. And so when I want to go find out more info, just like what you're saying, like you do see more of kind of what people are about. You kind of can get more of their energy, even like if they're who they're posting with, things like that. It just tells you a little bit more about the person, even though it is a highlight reel. Like we say, it's just way more in depth than you could get in a dating app profile. Right, right. So anyway, I'm just like, well, let's just skip the middleman here and go straight to the store. Totally. Because you can yeah. see if they're like, if they travel a lot, if they're adventurous, if they mm-hmm. like interesting food, who they follow. So like what you their get a sense aesthetic of their, is. Their aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. That does if, matter to me, if though. They, if they're good at editing reels. I mean, you know? right. <laughs> I love the idea. Stacey, I say go for it. Yeah. I so anyway, we approve. And if anyone else out there is like feeling a little bit over the apps, I kind of support this. Let's start a movement. Stacey might have just started I a trend. I love the idea. Yeah. I love okay. It. So, Stacey, we we say yes. Tag us so we can share it. Ooh, I love this. Are we going to yeah. start trying to become a dating oh app now? We're, dating we're, already, app. Yeah. we're so busy, though. We're fitness influencers. <laughs> fitness we got like so much. What are we going to do? We have so we're much have going so on. so much money coming our way. Like, okay. What to do? <laughs> we better with your trip you just booked. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> This email, I mean, sorry, this voicemail is a little more serious, but I also thought this was pertinent. <laughs> To the topic today. Hi, Kelly and the VE fam. I want to know a handful of tips as to how to encourage a man who is resistant to therapy to get into therapy. And I know that's a really hard one to tee up for men, especially those who kind of need it. And um, he really does because he's got to sort through some really heavy things from his past and most recent history. So any help that you can send my way would be great. Thank you. I love the podcast. Do you want to go first, Chip, or do you want me to go? <laughs> well, it was funny because I don't know if my res- my planned response after um, hearing it is as appropriate as I thought, but I would withhold sex. <laughs> okay. So um, this no, is the real healthy response. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that was me joking. Um you actually were going to say cut off the blowjobs. Blowjobs, Specifically yeah. what you were going to say. No That's how you get jobs. a guy to do what you want him to do. Okay. Good to um, know. <laughs> I, I I think um, you have to lay it out how important it is for you in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have to be willing. 
I'm assuming that this per- these two people are in a relationship. That was how I heard a, that a as well. Yeah. Um, and I think you also have to be willing to let it end the relationship if he isn't willing to do the work that he needs to do. Because it does sound like, I mean, her voice sounded like it was coming from a really caring place. Mm-hmm. Like it's, she sounded really sensitive and um, you like enabling somebody to not do the work that they need to do to care for themselves. It's not yeah. healthy. It's not healthy yeah. for a relationship and eventually will lead to a blow up anyway. So I think it's just like, you have to like just really reinforce how important it is for, for you, for him and the relationship. And maybe you know offer to do some couples therapy um just to like um and and say like if, if you don't feel like you have a problem in your relationship that you need to speak about it can be like let's do some therapy together so you can sort of like get an understanding of what it feels like because i think it is a really daunting thing um particularly for men to like walk into those situations if they haven't lived a vulnerable life and totally been yeah. communicative before because guys tend to be less emotional That's and great or point. in touch with their emotions. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can, there can be a little handholding where you find a therapist that you could both go to. Yeah. Similarly to what you just said, I talked to his, I call him coach Ryan. And if you listen to that podcast, you heard like that's his Instagram handle, but I refer to him you know, as coach Ryan to all of my friends. now, <laughs> It's like a part of our conversation, but he is a dating coach that talks about a lot about attachment styles and healing your attachment wounds. And so he came on the podcast and he was specifically kind of talking to us about avoidant attachment because I've had a lot of people on that talk about anxious attachment and it was requested to have someone talk about avoidance, but his big thing for someone in a partner, a partnership with a person that would be maybe have some avoidant tendencies, i.e. not want to go to therapy, also avoid doing any sort of self-reflection was that you really do have to have kind of a conditional sort of relationship that's full of boundaries because if their behaviors are affecting the relationship in a negative way, like what you're saying, um, it can't really be this unconditional, like loving, supportive thing like we would want a relationship to be like you really do have to kind of set your boundaries if it's deeply impacting you the other thing I was going to say though is like as much as we want to and trust me I have spent more years and time that I would that I would care to share with you and money and thing like all the like encouragement you could ever want in the world trying to get partners to go to therapy to save relationships and it just doesn't work. We can't make anyone else do something that is like their work to do. And so as painful as that can be, a lot of times detachment is your biggest option or your best mm-hmm. option because, you know, I think you can set boundaries and I think that can be a part of detachment as well. But you can't really force someone to go do work they don't want to do. So all you can do is take care of your side of the street. So set the boundaries Um, Maybe even do your own work, like your own therapy, because sometimes the healthier you're getting and the more you're focusing on your own growth and like progress and the less you're focusing on your partner, it is more encouraging to them to then go get what you what you have. Like if they're seeing you grow and you get happier and you have less anxiety, maybe they might be like, huh, I kind of want what she has versus if you're berating them all the time, like you really need to go fix this because our relationship isn't going to survive. Otherwise, 
that's not going to make anyone want to go do it. You know what I mean? Like, so I think if you kind of try to take the fear out of it, obviously take care of your own needs and like yourself in the relationship. If it's abusive, you have to get out. But like, if there are ways to set boundaries so that you're safe and you're still able to function in your life and even show up for your part of the relationship, um, I think, yeah, focusing back on yourself always seems to be what I'm told, at least. It's not what I want to do. <laughs> right. I feel like I want to map out everyone's recovery plan all the time, <laughs> but that's my work to do. So, well, also, the a, a benefit of doing the therapy yourself is you get a a non a non judgmental party that you can mm. share private things with, and they can help you work through the things that you might need to say to him to like really get to navigate him. the boundaries. Even yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously she's not she. Our voicemail system is not the place for her to like be like this. He does this or this happened to him. He right. needs to work through this. Like, so we don't, we can't, we're sort of giving this advice without like all of the details. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, seeing a therapist, you know, it's confidential and they can really help you, um, sort of navigate that with all the information. Yeah. You know what's so interesting? There's this other guy on Instagram I follow, and his name is Your Diagnosis, Your Diagnoses or something. Do you follow him? No. Oh, he's so good, but he he's a therapist, and he also says the thing about adult love is not unconditional. Like, that's some fairy tale that we have created based on Disney movies and things like that, but in an adult relationship, if you're not showing up in a healthy way or showing up for the relationship in general, um, doing, you know, your own work and your own growth work, like there are conditions. And so if it's not working, like ultimately you may have to step out of the relationship too. But I do feel like you can't really just like force someone to do things and go, oh, but we just love each other. So, you know, I'm going to stay and I'm just going to keep praying that he goes or whatever, sacrificing your own needs. Like what you said at the beginning, like adult love is conditional as unromantic as that sounds. That is the truth. And it's each of our responsibility to show up for the relationship in general and in our, as our best selves when we can. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the word partner, (laughs) you know, says it all like it's a partnership, like you have to show up. So, yeah. Well, those there are the two know. that I, I was going to... I love these voicemails. The voicemail's fun, isn't it? Fun, yeah. I like well, you, it. Yeah, and I know for a lot of people, it's like nerve-wracking because you obviously are saying your problems out loud, but nobody knows your voice, Like, and we're not going to say your names. So we'll keep it all anonymous. I hope you guys keep them coming. I really enjoy them, especially for my personal, like the solo episodes I'm doing. It is so helpful to have a topic or a question to answer that you guys really want to know. Um, but also just like what you're going through at the same time or at the time, because a lot of times it chip and I align, obviously. So, um, yeah, we just love to know all of it. Keep them coming. You can find that in the link in my bio on Instagram. It's at Velvet's Edge. And Chip, did you end up putting it in your bio yeah. yet? Yeah, okay. I've got a I've got a I think there's like a a link tree because it's also got my Amazon wish list in there. Obviously. <laughs> so you guys can go buy Chip. <laughs> A gift yeah, <laughs> and also yeah. listen to the accepted. voicemail. I mean, leave us a voicemail in the link in his bio as well. So I'm at Velvet's Edge. Chip, what is your Instagram? I'm at Chip Dorsch. It's C-H-I-P-D-O-R-S-C-H. And if you're old school and you still like to send emails or, you know, snail mail or whatever anyone wants to call it, you can also email us at the edge at velvetsedge.com. We also answer 
that as well. It's just more fun to be able to like record, I mean, to play the the voicemail back and answer it, you know, because yeah. I remember me trying to read those long emails. <laughs> that was a disaster. Well, that's what I was, and well, also too, the problem with those is you, it, it loses the, um, and nuance the tone. that you can, and tone yeah. that you can hear in, you know, people's voices. So yeah, I really like this one. Keep the voicemails coming, you guys. Hit it at the link in my bio on Instagram. It's at Velvet's Edge. Chip is at Chip Dorsch. Uh, uh, emphasis on the P. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what you get. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that co- that concludes the February wrap-up. I got to go catch a flight, so I'll see you later. <laughs> all right. But as Bye. you guys go into the weekend and you're living on the edge, I hope you always remember to... Act casual. Bye. Bye. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.